0: Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Hola. All right, I'm with my people. <laughs> hey, let's, let's give our praise and worship team another hand. Now, most of you people here are regulars on Wednesday night. You know that I'm the guy over there that plays the bass on Wednesday night. Did you notice how much weight I lost? I wasn't up there. Jason replaced me with the invisible man. And that bass player didn't make any mistakes. I'm concerned now. (laughs) Let's open with a word of prayer. Father God, Lord, we just thank you for this night that we can come together to be filled with the presence of the Spirit of God that is here tonight, the great Spirit who leads us, he teaches us, he guides us, he opens the word for us, and we welcome you, Spirit of God, into this place. We ask only that you would help us to have ears that hear, hearts that receive understanding, That your word would be a seed that is planted in us tonight firmly in good soil. That we're all good soil. And that your word would grow in us. We thank you for this night. And we yield ourselves to you completely. In the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes and amen. How about that? They got ahead of me there. That's good. That's the name of tonight's message. Yes and amen. At the beginning of the month, I was, uh, I get up every morning, very early in the morning. Typically, I'm, I'm out in my, I have my own little studio, my own man cave, some people call it. Uh, it's quite a man cave. If you're ever going to go to the dog house at my house, that's the nice house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't say anything about the restroom, but I'll say it's huge, okay? But, um... Anyway, the men are getting that. (laughs) Anyway, I'm out there early in the morning, you know, and I had, I always, I get up and I study the word of God for about three hours, just about every day. And that's just a habit of mine. I would, I would no more do without that than I would do without eating. In fact, I would rather not eat food than skip that. That's how, that is, that is food to me. That is That's what that is. So I, I, you know what, I had to to go to a doctor earlier this month. And I went to the doctor, and I didn't like the report at all. And um, so I was talking to God about it. And I said, I said, God, you know what? I said, I know, I know that there's nothing that you can't do. Sounds pretty good, huh? Nothing God can't do, right? But you know what, I'm telling you, almost instantly, in my spirit, they weren't, they weren't audible words, but they might as well have been. God said to me, he says, you know how, he says, when, when, you, when you talk about me, when you, when, when you make a statement about me, he goes, when you declare about me, he says, don't say that there's nothing that you can't do. He says, rather, he goes, what you should say, when you're going to make a declaration about me, what you should say, that there is nothing that you haven't already done. There's nothing that you haven't already done. And then instantly, God brings this scripture into my, into my, uh uh-oh, is he going to quit? Move us to the next slide, please. He puts this in my mind. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. In this verse right here, what God is saying to us is, he's saying, there isn't anything that I haven't already done. He's saying there isn't anything, there's nothing that I haven't supplied you with already. Do you see that in that verse? Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything. He has granted to us everything. And you know what? I'm a bit of a Greek scholar and I can tell you that those words mean exactly what they say. (laughs) He has granted to us everything pertaining to life and to godliness. You know, this, this portion of scripture has always been one of my favorites. And uh, so I want to I take a look at it. Let's see if we can get this thing to work a little bit. No, it's not going to do it. Next slide, please. 2 Peter. Now, I didn't put the first verse down there, but I'm gonna, I'm, I wrote it here. I'll read it to you so we can get the context. This is 2 uh, Peter. We're going to start with verse 1. I've got it written here. And I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. It says, Simon Peter, a bondservant of the Apostle Jesus Christ. He's a love slave. That's what a bond servant is. It's the word doulos in the Greek. Um, he says, to those who have received faith of the same kind as ours. The old King James Version says, like precious faith. Yep. But he says, Peter says, to those who have received faith the same kind as ours. The same kind, the same amount, the same value, the same honor. Peter is saying that the faith that he got is what you got. Amen. It's what I got. The same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. And then we pick it up here. He says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us to his own glory or by his own glory and excellence. So grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of God and in Jesus Christ, of Jesus our Lord. Now this word grace, the word grace, it's, it's, it's the Greek word keris. And it means, it means the divine influence of God upon the heart. I've heard a lot of times that the, that the definition of this word grace is it's unmerited favor. Uh, it, 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 you, it's, you can't earn it from God You can't deserve it And you can't not deserve it And I, I have to be honest with you I've looked at lots of different dictionaries Defining this word None of them say that None of them say that But the Strong's Dictionary Which is the one that theologians like to use Says that this word means It's the divine influence of God Upon the heart Upon the heart of the believer God's divine influence. Another thing it does, if you look at the way the word is used, when you're reading in the New Testament, next time you're reading in the New Testament, and you come along the word upon the word grace, look at the context in which the word is being spoken. You'll find more often than not that when this word grace is used, that the, that the individual or the group or whoever it is that's being spoken of, they're doing something that they normally wouldn't be able to do on their own. This grace of God, what it does is it empowers us. God's grace is an empowering of the believer. I can say it to you like this. i was just spoken with a gal named Ruby. She's been here for a couple of months talking to her. And um, I was telling her about Jacob's Ladder. A lot of you know about Jacob's Ladder. But uh, myself, you know, I, I at one time, I, I'll say it this way. I used to be an alcoholic. I used to be a drug addict. But I, I I I crumbled under the weight of my own behaviors and I turned to God broken and left to myself completely hopeless. But I turned to God and I said, God, and I meant this, if you don't help me, I'm done. There is no other hope for me. And and I could just see God then, (laughs) oh, thank God, Gabriel, he finally got it. (laughs) I've been waiting for him to say that. And you know what? From that point, from that day, to this one, I haven't had a drink. I haven't used any drugs. I've been clean and sober by the grace, by the empowering of God. For 34 plus years. I wasn't able to do that. So that's what God's grace is. That's what his grace does. It, he empowers the believer. He, he has this influence upon the heart of the believer. And if you'll surrender yourself completely to God, boy, that'll happen to you. That'll happen to you. So grace and peace. Peace is peace. Is, is peace. It's also prosperity. It's also prosperity. God, there's an implication of prosperity in the way that word is written. It's multiplied to us in the knowledge of God. Now, this is, here, this is where it gets kind of cool for me. He says it's in the knowledge of God. This word knowledge is a word, it's epignosis. And what it means, it means it's, 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 it's perfect, precise, complete knowledge. All right? But what it is, it's it's knowledge on a on a level of intimacy. It's a it's knowledge on a level of experience. It's not so intellectual. It's like it's like uh, uh, if I was going to drive. If you were to tell me, hey, it's 350 miles to Los Angeles, okay, and I'd say, okay, great. But you know what? When I drive that 350 miles. I know, I have an intimate understanding of what, exactly what that means. I know where they check you to see if you got any fruit when you get into California once you pass over to Topak, right, and I know where that place is. It looks like a volcano blew up many moons ago. And then, and then I really believe that California begins in Barstow. Because that's where the traffic backs up and everyone salutes you with one finger. I said I must be in California. <laughs> I see we have some people who have been to California. (laughs) So it's intimate knowledge. This is talking about, like you hear Pastor Poole talk about all the time, this is a personal relationship. It's not just head knowledge. It's not just that. It's about relationship. So, Grace and peace are multiplied to you in the knowledge, the intimate knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge, that same word, epignosis, that intimate knowing of God, through the true knowledge of him who called us to glory and excellence. Now, this phrase here, has granted, this is another word that I think is really cool. The way you pronounce this word is in the Greek. And this word carries with it a regal sense, a, a royal sense, a kingly sense. And what, it, what it's talking about is an act of large-handed generosity. My God, my God is a God of large-handed generosity. He's not the God of almost enough. He's the God of more than enough. That's who he is. And so this word, when he says he has granted to us, that means he's just poured it on, baby. It's there. It's there. And he's, give, he's granted this pertaining everything to life and godliness through this knowledge, through this, through this, this intimate knowing of who he is. How do you do that? How do you get this intimate knowing? I'll tell you what. Even though the word epignosis is talking about an intimacy, it doesn't remove intellectual knowledge. I do get up and read this. In fact, I brought my favorite one. I noticed it's got gold here. <laughs> Leather bound. It's got, it's, got, it's got some really nice. Well, um, I got some color maps in the back. You know when I was when I was going to Bible college, one of my teachers, his name was Brooks, crazy guy from Alabama. He says he says the Bible is blessed, it's anointed from Genesis to Maps. <laughs> this was this was a gift by my brother-in-law. This the, he, he gave me a gift to a a, a coupon to a, a gift store at his church, and so and I well, that's what I bought with it is it's the New American Standard, very nice. And so I love I love that. So God has granted he's he's this is this isn't the cheap one. This is the expensive one. It's it's more than enough. <laughs> it's more than enough. So we go on. <clears throat> he's 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 granted us this stuff this this open-handed gift. He's granted everything and that means everything. There's, there's no question. But it means everything through this knowledge and he's called us by his own glory and his excellence. The King James Version would say his glory and his virtue. Very similar. It's, 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 it's by the virtue, by the goodness, by the, 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 the graciousness, the, 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 the holiness of God. He's called us by that. And he's granted to us this open-handed gift. So when I say to him, God, there's nothing you can't do. He's, well, you're... Yeah, He says, I see that we've got to send Howie back to school. He needs to be reminded. No, I've already done it. I've already done it. When you get saved, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that was done 2,000 years ago. Everything that you need is already done. It's already in place. Can, are, you, are you beginning to get maybe what my lesson is here, the point of what I'm, what I'm trying to bring home tonight? <clears throat> yeah. Let's go to the next slide there, brother. For by these, that's by his, uh, his glory and his excellence. By these, he has granted to us precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. This here is another, uh, this, this whole, this, this little portion of scripture here, I think is just completely off the charts. He says, by these he's granted, that's that same phrase, that open-handed giving, that generosity, he's given to us his precious and his magnificent processes, promises so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature. So that you may become, you know that word divine nature really means godlike. You know, that, that, that's really not stretching it at all. To those, who have, uh, those of us who are familiar with the scriptures, it ought to be, yeah that's, that, yeah, that's a very comfortable sweater that I put on, because in Genesis 1.26, God says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Let them have dominion. That's what God has. We were meant to have that divine nature. We went a little off the tracks, all right. I just met a young man here. He's here from the White House. His name is Adam. I said, Adam, you're the reason we're hiding all these problems. <laughs> he said to me, It was the woman. <laughs> I said, Well, I see you've done some reading. That's good. <laughs> God has granted to us precious and magnificent promises so that we can become. Godlike, yeah. Yeah. having escaped the corruption that is in the world. This word precious, it means valuable. It means costly. It means honored. It means esteemed. And it means beloved. That's the meaning of that word. That, that would be the definition if you looked it up in the Greek. Next slide, please. Peter tells us. Here in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, he says, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver and gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. The precious blood, it's the very same word that he uses to describe the precious and magnificent promises of God. The promises of God, they're as precious to him as the blood that he shed for us so that we could have them. I think you need to let that sink in a little bit. The precious promises of God. He went to a lot of trouble for us to have them. And I don't mean, I'm not, the last thing I would want to do would be put a guilt trip on anybody But but what what I'm trying to impress on you is, you know what? He went to a lot of trouble so you could have it. We probably all go to a lot of trouble for our children. Hoping, I hope they take this. But this one here is a little stubborn. Maybe you might use another word that starts with an S. That's, this one's not getting it, okay? And so, but that's what you want and you go to great lengths so that your children can have these things and our heavenly father, he has done exactly the same thing. And he, and he tells us that these promises are precious. They're costly, they're esteemed, they're beloved. For God separated from himself and walked around on the planet, became a man, put on skin, that earth suit thing. I like that when they say, God put on an earth suit. And he walked around here for a while. Wow, that's what he did. People say, how can God do that? I don't know, I'm not God. I'm (laughs) God-like. Maybe someday I'll get to know that. That'll be one of those things that that he's gonna tell us in in eternity. So these precious promises, how do we we get them for ourselves? What do we gotta do? do? What do we gotta do to secure these promises? for ourselves. I already mentioned one thing that we could do. we got to get into this. You cannot, you cannot believe for God's promises if you don't know that they're there. Isaiah says, who has believed our report? Answer? Only those who've heard it. you got to hear the report. So, in order to secure God's promises, you got to know what they are. you got to open this. Or I would say it this way. First, for myself personally, I get to. I get to open this. I tell you what, I've, I, I get up and it's three or four hours sometimes and I'm sitting there reading and I'm thinking, this is my job. I could sit here all day long and do this. And if I was to call Pastor Poole and say, you know, I've read my Bible for six hours a day, he'd say, glory to God. Keep going, boy. That's what he'd say. Wouldn't, he wouldn't chew me out. Why haven't you done anything? No, you've done a lot. Yeah. So that would be the first thing that we do. But there's a, And that's not the only thing, okay? I'm just, I'm just listing off a couple of things. But there's something else that we can do to help us to secure the promises of God. Next slide, please. 1 Corinthians one twenty says, For as many as are the promises of God in him, that's in Christ, They are yes. Therefore also through him is our amen. To the glory of God through us. Let's take this apart a little bit. I love to do that. You may have noticed. For as many as are the promises of God. That must mean there are many. We know there are many. In fact, if you were as addicted to this as I am, you you would know there are many. There are. And I'm sure that there are many of you who do know that. For as many as are the promises of God, in him they are yes. In Christ they are yes. The promises of God were all fulfilled in Christ. You understand that? So in him they are yes. Therefore, also through him is, through Christ is our amen. To the glory of God. Do you see this? What he's saying here is we're involved in this process. You know, the, the prophet Amos, he, he asks us this question. In Amos 3, he says, he says, can two walk together unless they be agreed? Okay, this is a test. What's the answer? No. <laughs> the answer is no. Two can't walk together unless they're agreed. This scripture is telling us, he's saying, listen, my promises are yes, absolutely. And this yes here, it isn't just a well, yeah. No, this is, a, this is a, you bet your life on it, yes. This is a strong, affirmative yes, God is saying. And he's telling us, he's saying, there's yes, and through you, the amen, that's how they happen. You agree with God. He says, he says I've healed you. If you say, no, he hasn't, guess what? You're not. But if you say amen, yes. I say amen to what God says. The promises of God, amen. <laughs> as many as our promises, they're yes, and in him is our amen. Now, this word amen is another interesting word. Its root is rooted in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew. And it really means very similar to what it means in the, in the New Testament, it, uh, it's the word, we pronounce it amen. It's, I believe, if I'm pronouncing, pronouncing it correctly, it's amen or aman. Very similar. And it means to trust or to believe. Amen, the Greek means to trust or to believe, but it also means so be it. So be it. In, in, the, in the old Hebrew, it's believe or trust or it's, 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 yeah, to treat, trust or to believe. Now we see, we see an example of this word here. I didn't put it up on the screen here. It's used in Genesis chapter 15. In Genesis chapter 15, God is speaking to Abram, or Abraham. He's Abram at the time. His name changes later. In Genesis 15, it's, it reads this way, one through six. It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield and your exceedingly great reward. I'd say, hey, that's a pretty good deal. In our vernacular, we'd say, I got your back. God's telling Abram, hey, I got your back. But Abram said, I love this. I love, check this conversation out that Abram has with God. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Eliezer is a slave born in his household. And he's saying, he's, he's the heir of my house. Then Abram said, I love this. Abram said, look. Like, he's, like God is not seeing. Look, you've given me no offspring. What's up with that, man? Right? That's not what he said. <laughs> he says, you've given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir, a slave. He's talking about. <clears throat> and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Now you know what this is—a tall order. This is a tall order because Abraham's an old guy. He was 75 when God called him out of Ur of the Chaldees, which, which is modern-day Iraq, basically. That's where he was, and He had brought him over into Israel. So I don't know how old Abram is at this point, but he's—he's he's no spring chicken. And he's looking. He said, "God, look. Have, you, have, have, have do you know what's going on down here, God?" You know, I mean, really, I, and he's not being disrespectful to God. He's talking to Him. I talk to Him. I says, God, there's nothing You can't do, and He says, Well, yeah, but uh, you got that a little wrong, there, Howie. There's nothing that I haven't already done. You know, and I talk to God, and I, I talk to Him all the time. So anyway, then God brought him outside. Abram tells him, "Man, we got problems here, God." So then, then, then God brought him outside and he said, look now toward the heaven. Count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. I've thought about this and I wonder when God took him outside, I wonder if this is what he saw. Can we see the next slide? I wonder if that's what he saw. You know, I've never seen that. We've got way too many lights. Scripture says, Scripture says that, that the, 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 the heavens declare the power of God, that there is no denying it. Abraham looks outside and God says, your kids are going to be like that, Abraham. They're going to be like that. And in in the sixth verse, it says, and he believed the Lord. And he accounted it to him for righteousness. In other words, words, he said to God, amen. Amen. He said, amen. Amen. Now, if we jump back to the New Testament, we'll find in Galatians 3.16, it says this. It says, now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say and to seeds as referring to many, but rather to one and to your seed, that is Christ. Amen. Abraham believed the promise of God and by him believing it, the Christ was able to appear through him. Man was involved in this process. God needed someone who had faith. And he said to Abraham, I got a promise for you. It's going to be like this. And Abraham said, amen. Amen, God. No matter what my circumstance tells me, amen. So be it. I believe you. I trust you. You're going to make it happen. And that seed he was talking about was Jesus. Because Abraham said, amen, to God's promise, the Christ was able to be born through him. That was the way, for some reason, that it had to be. God, God drew up the plan, not me. I'm just delivering you the message. So the thing is this. Today, right now, if we, if we will say amen to all of God's promises, miracles can still happen. I love it. I was going to ask you believe that. <laughs> Amen. Amen is right. You know, there's another promise. There's another promise that God gives us in this word. In 1 Peter 2.24, he says, I'm reading from the King James, the old King James version, kind of like this, the, the wording. 1 Peter 2.24, he says, who his own self bearer our sins in his body on the tree. Speaking about Jesus. That we being dead to sins... Said, "Live under righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed." Past tense, large-handed act by our God. If we will say, "Amen," "Amen." amen. amen. <laughs> I wonder, is there anyone in this room tonight that needs a healing? Because God promises us that by his stripes we were healed. The promises of God are yes and. Sometimes our amen is said by getting up and moving somewhere. By walking up to this place up here in the front and saying, you know what? I need a healing. I need to be healed. Is there anyone in this room right now? That needs an amen. Right there is one right there. I need some help up here. I need some people to come on up here and pray with me. I'm offering you right now the opportunity. If, you, if you're hurting, if, 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 if you've got a drug addiction problem, if you've got a physical problem, if, you've got, if there's anything that's not right in your life, he says, yes, I will, I will heal you. He promises us that if we will say, if we will say, come on, amen. amen, amen. Okay. Okay. So right now I'm glad we've got so many people who want, who, who have a need from God. God knows that need right now. And I'm just going to pray over all of you. And we got, we've got a team here that's standing behind you. We've got pastors, we've got elders in the church. And I'm just going to just declare right now over each and every one of you, Father, God, Lord, we do say Amen to your promises. And I declare if there is a physical healing that needs to be done amongst this crowd, right now I speak to that to that healing that 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 damage whatever it is and I command you to loose yourself right now from the child of God that is at the altar saying amen to the promises of God. I command you to loose yourself right now and I cast you out into the sea of death never to return. If there is an addiction in this room, alcohol, drugs of any sort, whatever the addiction is, cigarette smoking, whatever it is, I command that you loose your grip right now from each and every one of these souls, these children of God. I command it to be done in the name that is above all names, the name through whose glory and excellence we have these promises, the name of Jesus I command that they be set free right now, that their hearts and their minds be pointed in the direction of God, that they set their affections on heaven and not on things in the earth. If anyone has an emotional problem, if there's a member of your family that is lost, hurting in any way right now I speak to those right now and I declare that God will bring them home safely I declare that God will send a laborer to speak to those people they will speak his word and they will hear that word that anointed word of God and it will it will bring life to them I declare this right now in the name that is above all names it cannot be stopped He says yes, we say amen. He says yes, we say amen. He says yes, we say amen. Amen, God, we thank you right now, and I just declare your healing to flow through this entire room, even those who didn't come to the altar, anyone in this place tonight. I declare your healing power flow through each and every one of them in the name above all names, the name of Jesus Amen and amen. Amen. Give them some glory. All right. All right. I want to thank you all so much for coming out tonight. I always consider that the Wednesday night group is the uh, this is the group that says, I can't wait till when, or till Sunday. I got to have some now. This is not the nod to God crowd. (laughs) So just let me pray over you. We still have our prayer team up here if you want to come up for some more individual prayer. But right now, I just declare right now in the name of Jesus that this word will penetrate deep into our hearts and that we will act on this word. James says, faith without work is dead. He says yes, we say amen. Father God, we thank you for this, and I just declare your favor, your blessing upon each and every soul in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Good night. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.